0: Thank you for joining us for this presentation on the topic of The Return of Jesus Christ and You. It is the most significant topic because it is an issue integral to the whole message of the Bible, it is integral to God's plan with the earth, and it is integral to the salvation of you and I. Many verses in the Bible speak of the return of Jesus, and we can only look at a number of these in this presentation. We'll start with one in the Gospel of Matthew. Where Jesus, in a response to a question from Pilate, says, But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated on the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Clearly a reference to his return. Moving on to the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 3. Speaking to his disciples, Jesus said, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and you will. And will take you to myself that where i am you may be also so quite a clear commentary that he will come again very precise and clear in the book of acts there is a response to the question of when jesus ascended to heaven and the angel said to them who are there man of galilee why do you stand looking into heaven this jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So again, quite clear reference to a return. Moving on further into the book of Acts, at chapter 3 and from verse 20, he was speaking there at the time, the response was that that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. That's quite an important section because it, again, clearly references the return of Christ and points out that it was part of God's plan from the beginning and emphasised by the prophets in the Old Testament. Moving on to some of the epistles, we find, for example, in the letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, verse 20, And this adds the concept of a reason for Christ's return. It's not as if Christ is returning just for the sake of returning. We see here that part of that purpose is to raise the dead for for resurrection and subsequently judgment. He speaks about our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body. So... Clearly again, reference to the return and part of the purpose, resurrection. That moves on and takes us to judgment, looking at another section from Acts, and this time at chapter 17, verse 31. Because he, and that is God, we see that in the context, has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. So we see there a clear purpose of the return of Jesus. It does move on also later to speak, of course, of establishing God's kingdom on earth, a very key point of his return. Now you might say, and mankind is very sceptical, of course, this is a topic where people say that the chance of Christ returning is not very great at all. But as we've seen, it is a key message of the word of God. There is a time indicator, though. When we turn to the Bible, we find that the return of Christ occurs during a period of major problems on the earth, and those problems are quite diverse. So that is, again, also explained in the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus answers a very specific question from the disciples. They were saying to him, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So we do get an answer to that in that gives indicators. You'll hear of wars and rumours of wars. Said that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And we can see that we're well aware of dreadful events in Syria, the war there and its further example of the inhumanity of mankind with the dreadful events. Jesus continued in his answer to the disciples that nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there'll be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places, all of which we have seen. Quite currently, a major locust plague in Africa called an unprecedented threat. We saw, and again the word was used by commentators, unprecedented Australian fires flowing on from major drought issues that led to that. Continuing That section from Matthew, we find from verse 21 that there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. So a period of great problems for the world. We see that, of course, we're quite familiar with the coronavirus issue. We see many of those problems around the world. We've seen evidence of the economic consequences, which many indicators are will get significantly worse. And just as a snapshot of other issues around the world, we see the millions of people confined to misery in refugee camps with no future. And we've seen a massive military growth from, from many nations. We just have an example here of the Chinese military parade. It's one of the problems of the world. It's not solely the New Testament, for in the Old Testament, the prophets spoke of these things too, another example being Daniel chapter 12. That there would be a time of trouble such as never been since there was a nation till that time. And that also references the purpose of the return of Christ, that many who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Clearly reference to the resurrection. Another very key time indicator, because this is important in considering the return of Christ, that problems of the last days can only be in in what is clearly defined as the last days. And for that, we need to have Israel back in their land because Christ's return is to rule from Jerusalem and set up God's kingdom headed there, with Israel there also. So with that, we are in the last days. And we saw that that was in fulfillment of God's promises, that he would disperse his people, and again, that he would gather them from where they'd been dispersed, as we've seen happen, several decades ago, and the purpose being that at the end one who descended from David, being Jesus Christ, would reign as King. That has occurred, that event is before us, the nation was formed again in 1948, so we are in that general time period of the latter days, and a period of time in which there will also be those many problems which we've identified. The Gospel of Matthew continues. When when all these things are continuing, then they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Again, a key reference to Christ's return. The purpose was also exemplified in the Prophets of Old, Daniel chapter 2, saying that part of that return is for the purpose of setting up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and will overtake the kingdoms of the world. So we can have confidence in the return of Christ. The Bible clearly puts it as it's one of its key, perhaps the key message, and we conclude by thinking, well, these are issues we need to think about personally because it has an impact on us, and taking it from Hebrews 9, verse 28. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. So we ask you to consider these matters and see how you feel about the relationship you have to the return of Christ.